Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In a domino effect, it's not just the actions of things tumbling. It's understanding what your emotions are in certain things as well and learning about loss. It's a domino effect to loss even when things are going well with you. And most of the times in my community, we don't talk about loss. In the streets, people talk about their wins. They never talk about their losses. And it's gonna be some losses. Has anybody in here ever been duct taped and thrown in a trunk? <laughs> Just me? <laughs> All right, this gonna be good. <laughs> so I'm 16. And 16 was sweet for me. Oh, man. I know why they call it Sweet 16. Now, if 16 wasn't sweet for you, you was probably pregnant or 
in trouble, your parents split up or something. I don't know what you was going through, but something was wrong with you. 16 wasn't sweet for you. And 16 so sweet for me because you know how when you have bad influences, you hanging around the wrong people? All the wrong people I was hanging around, now they doing other stuff. My boy Ronell, he in culinary school. Um, my partner Jeff, he, um, he in ROTC. You know, he, he doing good. He in ROTC, he in school. And this dude named Willie, he, um, he probably dead. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the direction that he was going. Um, and then the number one bad influence is this dude named Charles. And Charles is in the penitentiary on a violation. He locked up on a violation. So all my bad influences are off doing other things. And now I have free reign to be a kid again. I can be a child now. And I moved back in with my mama. I was living with my dad. Now I'm back in the house with my mama. And it's different living with my mama because she done moved in this little fancy little neighborhood, different from where my daddy was staying. And these people are different. They, they, they upper crust, these upper crust people. <laughs> and I got $15,000 in a shoebox in my closet from past endeavors that I used to be involved in. <laughs> I got a job. I'm working at um, K. Rogers. You know, that, that's what hood people call it, but it's called Kroger. <laughs> and I, I know what you're thinking. If I got $15,000 while I'm working at the grocery store, because I'm, I'm using this grocery store to money launder. Not, not for the grocery store, for myself. You know, because I live in the house with a black mama, and I got $15,000, and I'm, and I'm going to spend some of this money. But you can't come in the house with nothing new when you got a black mama and you ain't got no job. I couldn't even come in the house with a bag of candy. I'm like, where you get that goddamn candy from? I'm like, well, it is Halloween. They're giving away... Goddamn candy to everybody. So I'm using the grocery store to launder money into my life. You know, I'm a, I'm a sacker. I'm a sacker, so I make about $80 on my check. <laughs> but I make $100 worth of tips. You know, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good sacker too. I don't care. What you come down in line with, I don't care if it's a poster board, right? You got a poster board, can I carry this to your car? Because <laughs> I know how to ride a clock, you know? I'm going to go outside, I'm going to carry the poster board, I'm going to go outside, I'm going to bullshit around about 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> they ain't going to be hip to it, because when I come back in, I'm going to have a whole row of baskets. <laughs> I've been outside getting baskets, what you talking about? I'm dating this girl named T. Yeah, dating this girl named T. T different. T different um, than the girls I've been dealing with. Really, the only one girl I dealt with. Is... 
I was 16. I dealt with this girl named Danny. We was together for a while from 14 to 15. We was together. <laughs> and T, T different. T got both her parents. She up across. She got both her parents. And I want to date T. And I came to T wrong off the top. I used to all these little hood girls. I came with the T. I saw in the skating ring. I say, yo. And she stopped and said, is that your name? I said, no, I'm, I'm speaking. She said, no, nah, you need to find a better way to speak to me. That girl shooed me out her face. And back then, we didn't, um, we didn't call girls bitches back then. We didn't call girls bitches. I'm walking back down to my friends after I got shooed. <laughs> I get down, I say, man, this scallywag gonna tell me. <laughs> it was scallywag back then, we called it scallywag. And my boys was like, which scallywag? I, I pointed to the girl. He said, oh, no. Boy, that's T. T ain't no scallywag. T got both her parents. <laughs> so I ended up at high school with T. Now I got a better rap. Come on, I said, hey, how you doing? My name is Ali. I met you at the skating ring. I was out of pocket. Just want to introduce myself properly. He got my phone number. I would like for you to call me, but don't call me at the eight because my mama be tripping. <laughs> she called. She called. We talk on the phone all night till we, you know, fell asleep. Remember them days you talk to somebody until y'all both fall asleep and y'all both tired. To my, you hang up. You ain't nah, my. I'm staying there, you and y'all both <laughs> on the phone. Your mama come and cuss both y'all out, you on the phone. But it's not that I'm not dating her because we talked on the phone. I gotta meet this girl's parents. And I wouldn't, you know, I had met people's parents before. I had met girl I met Dandy parents. Her, her parent. <laughs> but it wasn't no scheduled visit. This is a scheduled meeting. This is how I met Danny, mama. Danny, mama came home early. <laughs> and I'm hiding in the closet. <laughs> that lady sat down on the couch and said, I don't know why you hiding. Your shoes in here. You just got to come out. <laughs> but this is a scheduled visit. And they up across. I ride my bike over our house. And I get there and they, they got one of them houses where it's a little room right there in the front, little foyer. As soon as you walk in, mama sitting there proper. 
daddy posted of him. Come on in, young man. Have a seat, brother and sister. Sitting there, and you right in the front. Just in case they don't like you, they can shoot your head right out the door. Get your head back out here. And we talking. You got to you gotta say who you are. You got to talk to people, communicate. This is who I am. And we talking. And I knew I had them as soon as the mother laughed and went back. As soon as, as, soon as you get the lady to go back. She was like that. I was like, yeah, I got that. Like, what's, up? what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up with you? A brother next to me, get your ass off me. Get your ass off me. I'm comfortable now. I'm here. man the father say well let's move this when they like you let's move this to the common area and it's kind of threw me a little bit because I ain't never heard common area they, they up across I, I waited a little bit I, I was last I got up last to see where they was going <laughs> for um, regular people um, it's called the living room <laughs> and we come around, it open up real big. Open up real big, and it's a kitchen. And I look over in the kitchen, it's a man, a black man in the kitchen, a chef. Got a coat on and everything, a little hat. He cooking stuff. How you doing, young man? I say, shit, they got Benson up in this piece. <laughs> Had dinner, conversation. Whole family walked me to the door, waved by as I rode off on my bike. Two weeks later, it's time for um, Tia to meet my people, my parent. <laughs> and, you know, you gotta, your mama got to go and meet their parents so they can, you know, be comfortable. Man, my mama ain't got time for this shit. My mama is in the bathroom rolling her hair. And she ready to say no. I can tell in her face. As soon as I walked in there, she... What? I ain't said nothing yet. I'm just... What is it? I can see in your face. What your ass want? I said, mama, um... This girl... Her family got to meet, you know, somebody from my family because I want to I wanna take her out, and it's on Saturday. My mom, uh-uh, I can stop your ass right there. <laughs> Do you think that I'm going to waste my Saturday going somewhere with you and some pissy tail little ass girl? <laughs> you are confused. You better get your ass out of my face. And I got out that lady face. <laughs> I got, they said, get out of her face. I'm out that lady face. What I did, it did not seem wrong to me at all. I used to live with my father. And when I lived with my pops, the first year I lived with my pops, I met 30, 40, Mm, about 42 women in one year. One year. My daddy was out here busy. My daddy was out here busy. And five of them 
I was cool with. You know what I'm saying? But out of that five, one was the one that I always knew I could count on. She was the one my daddy liked her too. My daddy was, my daddy, he was a wild boy. That man, I remember staying with him. He got mad at me because I, I forgot who to let in and who not to let in. Because he kept, he kept switching up shit. You know, you, you know, look here, she come over, you don't let her ass in here. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know that one of the ladies come over. I'm, man, I'm, I'm not paying attention to what's going on. I'm, door knock, huh? come. The lady named Denise, huh? Hey, Denise. He said, where your father at? I, I don't know. I think he upstairs. And then I went and sat back down, watching TV. <laughs> then I hear, what is it? I can't believe this shit. And then then I, I hear one lady come down the stairs, stomp out. She run out. Another lady run out. And my daddy come. He mad at me. Like, what the fuck? What type of shit show ass on? <laughs> I, I hear him outside. I hear him outside talking. And my dad, my dad, he, he was he was no nonsense. My dad was like, hey, you know something? You know something? Shit, I ain't even about your organ with a motherfucker who showed up unannounced. <laughs> and you take your ass with us since you agreeing and shit. <laughs> my daddy walked back in with his towel on, sat down next to me. Man, I done lost two good ones today. <laughs> Fucking around with you, what was you thinking? I said, man, I didn't know not to let that lady in here. He said, what? God damn. It'll happen to you one day. <laughs> so, I hope not, but man, he had this lady named Patrice. And Patrice was a hairstylist. You know, hairstylists, they, they different. They, they're a little more outgoing than other people. Patrice was ready to say yeah. As soon as I walked in, I said, Patrice, say, what are we doing? <laughs> I said, Patrice, Saturday, let's do it. Let's do it. Whatever we gonna do, let's do it. <laughs> Patrice went with me to the people's house. Patrice drove a Benz. She pulled up in that Benz and she out there talking to the people. Hey, y'all, and we, and them folks released they daughter to me. Because <laughs> I wanted to take her to this, this restaurant that I thought that was nice back then. Back then it was nice for, you know, I'm 16. This, this um, restaurant called Captain Benny's. Now I know it's not nice because they fry everything. Everything is fried. The salad, the napkins, they fry everything. They just fry everything. And we in Captain Benny's and Patrice is sitting at another table. And I'm looking at her. Patrice looking at me. Mm, don't, don't look at me. Talk to the girl. Talk to the girl. Don't talk to me. And me and T over there talking. And T took my hand. Put my hand between her legs. And said, 
my mama not gonna be home tomorrow. I say not at home like wood. <laughs> From that point on, me and T was together. We was a high school couple. We, we consummated our coupleness. <laughs> and you know, we one of them high school couples that, you know, people talk about. Like you don't see, you don't see T if you don't see me. You don't see me if you don't see T. You know, one of them couples. They come to school dressed alike. <laughs> and this is, you know, you in high school, you, you drop your girl off at our class. You know, you drop her off. This is what you could do. You get to class, you tell her, hey, I'm going to pick you up right here after class. <laughs> then you got to go to your class. You got to run to your class because you late. You... The hall man like, man, what you doing? Man, come at damn Troy. You know what I'm doing, shit. <laughs> Go to class. At the class, I come. I'm coming to pick up T. And usually I can see in the hallway, but this dude named Bo, he the center for the football team. And he in the way, I say, Bo, get your big ass out the way, blocking my girl. Bob say, shit, what she had? Am I stepping on her? What she, what she? <laughs> Bob go about the way, no tea. I go to, me and T go to lunch together. No, no tea. Fifth period, sixth period, no tea. I'm, seventh period, I'm, I'm one of the athletes and coach that the good athletes walk they girls to the bus. If you're a bad athlete, you gotta stay your ass in practice. You need to be practicing. <laughs> no tea. I get home and I get a call from my boy Sean. My boy Sean is dating T's cousin, Maud. And three-way calling had just came out. <laughs> and when people called you on three-way back then, it was either for information <laughs> or to tell you some bad-ass news. It was no good news on goddamn three-way. <laughs> you remember, people didn't know how to use three-way really good back then. So whoever they, they would, they would say the other person's name first if they were already on the phone with when they call you. As soon as I pick up the phone, I hear, Mark! Lee. I said, what's up? He said, Mars, he on there. Go ahead. <laughs> Mars like, hey, Lee. I said, what's up, Mars? He said, um, T, um, parents, going through a little something and T-Mom packed the kids up and moved out of town. And she's not coming back. We grow up and we had these, um, we had these relationships. And as parents, we let our kids have these relationships. And we never discuss 
because nobody discuss it with you about loss when you when you lose something, and you underestimate these relationships. And this girl is the only reason I'm doing good at this school. Only reason I'm not in trouble because of this girl. She's at school. I'm doing good. She's doing good. And I just found out that my girl is not coming back to school. And I am devastated. I'm heartbroken. And that LL sound different, boy, when your girl. <laughs> when I'm alone in my room. <laughs> Sometimes I stare at the wall. <laughs> For the first time in my life, I know I need love. <laughs> you hurt. And girls at school. They like you. They saying dumb shit. You think she coming back? I don't know. <laughs> and your boys, you know, they ain't got no type of sympathy. They looking at, look at you around here looking sad in the face. <laughs> dumb ass. <laughs> My mother has no idea she has not seen her son for two days. I am in my room crying and withering away. <laughs> well, they cry back, I miss you, I miss you. There's <laughs> no other way to say it. I'm in this room. And my mother, she notices that I'm not in the kitchen. And she's cooking my favorite meal, my favorite meal. And I'm not in this kitchen. My mama cooking meatloaf and mashed potatoes. And I'm not in the kitchen trying to put my finger in that mashed potato bowl. <laughs> Or get a little piece of that meatloaf. Because, man, I love my mama meatloaf. I eat that meatloaf straight up that first day. And then I can't wait till that second day when it's settled. And I can make a sandwich. Oh. <laughs> my mama noticed. My mama come in my room. And snatch the blanket off of me. And I'm under there just crying. And it's amazing that mothers understand cry gibberish. <laughs> My mama say, what's wrong with you? I say, it's sad, mama. It's sad. It's sad. My mama said, heard me say all that and said, so she gone. And you want me to feel bad for you when your father left me with two kids. 
and that girl just left you with a trapper keeper. If you don't, if you don't get your mustard ass out this bed and go take a shower and come your ass in there eat some meatloaf, I ain't raising no weak ass boys out here crying behind. Get your ass in the shower. And, you know, and I'm and I'm in that shower when I'm alone in my room. I came out, came out to that table, eating that meatloaf. My oldest sister looking at me. She heard me crying for two days. The girl ain't saying shit to me. She just sitting down. <laughs> my baby sister, my baby sister, look at me saying, "Bro, bro." You cry, cry? <laughs> Lost my girl. I'm at work, and as a sacker, in your job description, you have to clean the restrooms. So I'm in there cleaning the restrooms, and I come out, after I finish cleaning the restrooms, I'm doing returns. So I'm going through uh, During returns, and I see the um, regional manager and the district manager at the edge of the aisle that I'm on. As I'm rolling towards them, they they not moving. I say, well, you know, so I turn around. Maybe they got they having a little conference or something. So as soon as I try to turn my basket around, the store manager, his name is Johnny Woods. Johnny Woods. Johnny Woods is right behind me. As soon as I turn around, he said, did you just come out the restroom? I said, yeah, I've been there cleaning. Nah, I just came out of there, and your ass was in there drinking Big Mouth Mickeys. I said, what? Your ass was in there drinking Big Mouth Mickeys. You know what I said. I said, what is a Big Mouth Mickey? It's a beer, your ass know what it is. I said, I don't even drink no damn beer. I'm 16 years old. Big Mouth Mickey's is this little green beer that look like a grenade. It's a wide mouth. You know, they call them Big Mouth Mickey's. And that motherfucker said to me in my face, get your black ass out my store. You fire in there drinking with your drunk ass. I haven't drank a thing. And let me tell you something. I don't give a damn about this job. I don't, I really don't. Cause I got $11,000 in the shoebox in my closet. <laughs> I, was, I was dating that girl, she highbrow. I was spending money, I was doing my thing. That's how my money dropped like that. I bought a little Dooney and Bird for Valentine's Day. I was doing my thing back in the day. But now I'm tripping cause I done lost my money laundering. So this is the thing, I done, now, man, shit, how I'ma get, how I'ma get my bread, I ain't got no job. And I ain't gonna get no other job, I ain't doing that. Um, so I gotta act like I got a job. Man, it costs a lot of money to act like you got a job. I gotta be gone all day. 
I'm out doing stuff, spending money. Got this little hood chick making me um, fake, fake chick stubs. I've been doing crime for a long time. This shit crazy. <laughs> so, man, I turned 17. And the new Bo Jacksons, it just came out. I got $2,300 in the shoebox. I told y'all, it costs a lot to act like you got a job. It costs a lot. I'm out all day. And I'm going to buy the Bo Jackson. You know, I'm going to buy the Bo Jackson. And I'm in the mall, and I'm, I'm, I'm walking, and I hear out of nowhere, baby boy! I said, Remember when I, I, I told y'all that all my bad influences were off doing other shit? And the number one bad influence is Charles. And I'm hoping like hell that somebody else is calling me baby boy other than Charles. I just don't want this to be Charles. I turn around, Charles ass right there. What's up, baby? I've been looking for you. I'm getting the old band back together. I said, the old band? He act like we the Commodores. We ain't no goddamn. We a band of hooligans. We ain't no goddamn. And he talking slick, like always. Hey, man, listen, listen. You looking good. First of all, let me say that. You been out here keeping yourself up. You know, out here hustling or something. What you doing? What you got a little job or some shit? You know what I'm saying? You probably got eleven, what, what, like $1,100 in a shoebox or something? Nah, I got 23. You gonna say it's 23, but the shit probably 1100 I country shit over. <laughs> Man, listen here. Listen, you gonna need some money. You know what I'm saying? Your boy been out here, only been out here a couple months. And I got some things cooking and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, what I need you to do is do one quick run with your boy. One quick one. You owe me that one. Come on, don't even, don't even change your mind. Don't even, look, think, think about it. Look, you got a couple, you got a couple of hours or something. Think about it. Listen, I'm gonna give you my number. If you down with it, pay. You got like eight hours. I go home, sitting in my room. I got the new Bo Jacksons on, and I'm contemplating. If I call him, I already know what he want me to do. He want me, he want me to hold that pistol for him. He want me to be the gun man. He want, cause you know, he always said, you know, I don't need you to do much. It's what you do, you know how you do with the gun. Do I owe him? Shit. I do owe him. But I don't need to be dealing with him. Right. I call him. <laughs> I do one run. One run. One run with him. 
He paid me $8,000. 17, the man just gave me $8,000. I'm back at the house. Did the one run, I'm back at the house. And I'm in my, my closet bank and my shoebox. <laughs> Count my money, I put my money in, in my shoebox. I got $9,100. He, he know me. He know I had $1,100. <laughs> he but now I'm back. I'm back out there. Me and Charles back out there running again. Doing what we do. And I am making a lot of bread now. I'm, 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 I'm cooking with peanut oil right now. And... <laughs> Me and, me and the boy, he, he, he said he had a, a different way, and we out here doing it. And I'm 17. I'm in high school. That's the only place I can really floss is at school. Oh, and I'm, and I'm flossing big, too. As soon as I get, because, you know, most people in high school, they either on free lunch or they bring their lunch or you get a little allowance where you go in there and you buy you some chips and... Little bullshit, you still be hungry by fourth period. <laughs> but when you got that bread, you go in there, go to concession, you buy chicken basket, <laughs> shrimp basket, nachos, hamburger basket. And I am at school spoiling my friends. I'm coming through. Ma'am, um, let me get um, let me get ten chicken baskets, twelve shrimp baskets, two nacho. What Keisha Greedass said she wanted. Let me, let me get a cheeseburger basket. Let me get three juices, some spirals. I'll, let me get, how much is that? Run in, run in. Lady say one twenty-five. Get a lady two hundred dollars. Say yeah, keep some for yourself. <laughs> I'm in high school, and I'm out of control. I go to um, Hastings High School. I go to Hastings. And um, Hastings has a game. It's the Elsick and Hastings game. Everybody goes to this game. You come back for this game. And I am at this game, and I am doing way too much. I'm doing the most. It's this man by the name of Anthony Colbert Sr. Anthony Colbert Sr. was the first man to invest in my comedy career. He saw that I was doing comedy, and he said, yo, I'm going to buy you some headshots. You're going to need that as a comedian. Took me to this man named Montague, same person that was doing Destiny's Child, and, and everybody at the time got me some expensive headshots done. Invested in my career. And all through my career, anytime I needed something, he would, he would help me out until, you know, I got on my own feet. He has a son by the name of Anthony Colbert Jr. who went to high school with me, the opposing school, Elsie. He's on the football team. 
Anthony Colbert Sr. tells me the story of when he first saw me. I'm thinking is when he got me the headshots. He said, no, nah, that's not when I first saw you. I'll tell you when I first saw you. At the Elsick and Hastings game. And my son has a torn ACL, Anthony Colbert Jr. And I'm sitting next to my son, and I tap my son. I say, hey, who is this nigga in the stands with this fur coat on? At, at this time, he was known as somebody told him he was D-man. And we had rivalry schools, and, you know, it was, um, but you, everybody knew of legends, right, at this school or at that school. And I've always heard of him, but, you know, I knew a lot of the football players or I knew a lot of the basketball players, some of the entertainers that were coming out of the school. But you always heard this name coming out. So the first time I actually saw uh, D-Man at the time, and I think this is, uh, he was actually walking at Leroy Crump Stadium. Um, and it's unforgettable because he had a mink jacket on like a you know the ribbons on the bottom it was black fur coat on in the middle of this stadium and you just saying like man what 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 is this guy doing it it's cold but it ain't that cold i'm doing way too much i'm in the stands with a short black mink on Waiting for halftime. Because halftime, give a damn about that band and all that. Everybody I know, we going to the concessions. And I'm about to floss. I mean, I get to that concession stand halftime. You see all these people walking out the stands with me. I'm coming down the stand. Get it up to that concession. I said, hey, um, I'm paying for all them. <laughs> I get a lady $500 in front of folks' parents and everything. Get the folks $500. Mr. Cobra said, that's when I knew you was going to the penitentiary. <laughs> that's the exact moment I knew your ass was going to the penitentiary. And I went to the penitentiary. He <laughs> was the dope man, you know, so, but he was known as D-Man. And, you know, like I said, we, we, we knew of him. And then when you started hearing different things and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a legend. <laughs> but when I came out, he saw I had a different, I had a different goal that I was going to work towards. And he told his son before he passed, he said, hey, I always stick close to Ali. You know, he like your brother. Stick close to him because he, he supported me through my whole career. And Anthony Cobra Jr. is my accountant, is my realtor, and is my business partner. And that's, I stick to the same people because his father helped me and he helped me. See, I wouldn't have no house if it wasn't for him. Because I don't know where he got all them documents from. 
have no clue. So I was moving way too fast early. Doing, because I want to give you a, um, a layout of the time of this. New Jack City came out in 1992. I was already in prison. So I, didn't, I wasn't influenced by New Jack City. I was influenced by my cocaine selling father. <laughs> Difference. And we, we hustle different. So I don't, when people try to blame shit on TV, sometimes it's just the people that's around you that you, that you were seeing doing wild shit. Cause my uncles and my pops were some wild, wild boy. Look here, put this in this, don't say nothing. Who, <laughs> that was my own, like, put this in this and don't say nothing. You, you go, all you in school with cocaine in your pockets. You have no idea. <laughs> So I turned into a different person. The older I got, the older I got, I started wilding. And now I'm meeting different types of women because I don't have no car at this time, but I got enough money to rent. I'm renting this car from Charles. Charles got a a Jag that he don't drive. It's a two-seater blue Jag that I'm renting from him. I give him $500 a week for it, yeah. And I'm out, I'm 17 in a two-seater Jag drop top. I meet this chick named Agent, bless you. I meet this chick named Agent. <laughs> I meet this chick named Agent. And Adrian Nasty. Adrian Nasty. Adrian is 23. I'm 17. And when I met Adrian, Adrian was in the convenience store playing with herself. And I looked over them chips, huh? Ooh, that's crazy. Adrian smoked cigarettes. She excited. She... And I meet this lady. And she tell me, hey, if you want to see me, you got to see me tonight. Because I'm going to Jamaica in the morning. I'm going to be going for two weeks. So I got, I got to see this lady tonight. I got to see her. I just met her. I got to see her. And I get to the, to the spot where we, where we do our business at. I get to the spot. I'm like, yo, hey. Um. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm going to be out. And Charles was like, yo, we got to run. We got a, a run we got to do. I said, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing no run. I, mean, I got this little, this little chick off of me. And she nasty. <laughs> Charles was like, yo, man, we got to do this run. And I'm from an era where... We didn't, it was a lot of honor amongst thieves. So I didn't pack no pistol when I used to go deliver stuff or had no whole bunch of people. I used to just do straight up business with everybody. So I wasn't, I wasn't accustomed to that. I don't come from an era where cats used to jump each other and all that. We, we give you the fair one. It was just, we just, we was just men. You know, that's how I, that's how I grew up. If I lost, I see you tomorrow. You knock my teeth out, I'm gonna knock your shit out later. Y'all trust me, I'm gonna knock your shit out later. You, your shit gonna be missing at some point, my boy. And so, Charles like, yo, man, I'm gonna roll with you. I'm like, yo, I know these boys. I'm, I'm gonna knock this out, man, because I'm gonna meet this girl. I'm gonna drop this back off. I'm, I'm gonna do my thing, man. Go on, man, shit. So, Charles leave the room. I grab the bag. I tell the boy, I say, yo, tell that boy I'm gone. I'm gone. I get to the, to the spot, and when I used to do my, um, my drops, I drove this 79, brown 79 Monte Carlo. We had a half tan rag, and if you know anything about a 79 Monte Carlo, eventually the line ain't gonna come down, <laughs> and you got, you got to tear that out, and then you gotta watch, you gotta watch how you get in the car from that, from that point on. <laughs> and that's the car that I do my business in. And I'm a creature of habit. I only go two places when I'm doing business. I get them, the two boys I know, I call them both Paco. You know what I'm saying? Then I see another dude, his face tight, his face. I ain't never seen him before, his face tight though. I get up there and I'm being my, my normal self. I get up, I say, what's up Paco, what's up boy? What's wrong with your man? Your man face tight, the fuck, what's wrong with him? Yeah. Hey, man, let's go on, switch these bags out so I can get out of here. I got somewhere to go. And they, they hesitating. I'm like, say, man, um, man, let's do this. I got to get out of here. And then I hear, crack, crack. <laughs> man, that's what we doing? Ah, oh, wow, what, what, what you going, you going, you going to shoot me? They, um... They duct tape. <laughs> my hands, my feet, and they duct tape my head, and they put me in the trunk of my own car. And I am pissed, because I was just in that trunk and I didn't put that tie back right, and I'm on that tie, and I am mad than a mother. <laughs> Ooh, this tie, boy, this tie of food, this is crazy. <laughs> you can't get thrown on no tie, that's what I do know. And I'm in there, duct tape is hot. <laughs> My page keep going off. Backstory. 
Charles tells me the backstory. He comes to the spot and he walk in. Hey, anybody seen the boy? He say, nah, you know, he went to go meet that little chick. He say, nah, I went to the spot. Ain't no bag there. And you know, the boy ain't gonna ride around with no product or no cash on him. He know better than that. Nah, he with that little chick. He say, nah, my boy. I know him. Since he was 14 years old. I know him. He's not going to do it. Something's wrong. I said, we got to find him. I'm a creature of habit. They know what I'm doing, any type of drop. I'm only going two places. I'm going where I'm comfortable. So if something happened, I know where to dip at. I know how to, I know how to maneuver. First place they check is the place where I'm at. First place. And I can hear them. I'm in the trunk. I can hear them saying shit that they've only heard on TV. <laughs> I hear Charles say, there goes his car. Look for blood. And I'm in the car moving, boom, 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 making noise. And Charles came to the trunk to my, is that you? Man, get me out this goddamn trunk. They get me out. Take duct tape off my feet, my hands. They didn't cut the duct tape off my head, but it's a patch that's over my face that... They peeling slow, and I am getting irritated. I'm like, man, get this shit off my face. Like, man, just tear it off. He's like, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. And as soon as I felt like he got a good grip on it, I'm impatient. I turned my head fast and hard as I could. Bad decision. Because I'm looking at my face, look at my face. I'm around here faceless, man. My face is so bald. I ain't got no eyebrows. My eyelashes out. I'm missing goddamn cheek meat. My cheek meat missing. Man, I look crazy. look like I got leukemia. Man, I look bad, man. You don't know how much trash get in your eye when you ain't got no eyelashes. <laughs> I stayed in the house for weeks, man, until I got myself together. When I came out, you know, I'm, I'm hot. I'm hot about that duct tape. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm scorching hot about that duct tape. And you didn't, you didn't, and then my back hurting too because I'd been on that tire. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I'm out about this. My boy Fuddy called me. God rest the dead. My boy Fuddy called me. He said, yo, hey man, come scoop me. I said, cool. I pull up. The fuck? And he said, hold up. I'm about to serve these two cats real quick. 
the two dudes walking toward him that he about to serve. And I look. I say, say, my man. What's your name? He's talking about Johnny. Johnny Woods. I said, man, you fired me when I was working at that grocery store. He's talking about what you do. I said, I ain't do a goddamn thing. You said I was in the bathroom drinking goddamn Big Mouth Mickeys. I wasn't drinking no goddamn Big Mouth Mickeys. Your ass was drinking them goddamn Big Mouth Mickeys. He's talking about what made you say that? I said, because you got one in your goddamn hand right now. He said, now look here, young son. It was either you or me. As you can tell, I got a habit. Yeah, you, what, you, what, you, what you out here do? You out here, you out here working? What you gonna do for your old manager? I said, I ain't finna do shit for you. He said, well, your ass is fired again. I said, you can't fire me. That's your goddamn dope, man. You can't fire me. I'm Johnny Woods. As I recall, and this is like, Mid 90s, early 90s. So he had on this fatigue jacket, fatigue pants, like pockets, about 12, 13 pockets all on him. Then in each pocket, it was like wads of money, right? He had like three knots in each pocket. So he's just pulling out all his money and I'm looking and I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> like okay, he's like, what's up? So he's like, yo, let's go to the mall. I turned 18. I turned 18. And when I turned 18, I'm feeling like, because I got duct tape, that I'm not doing enough. I feel like bad karma is coming back on me. Maybe I'm not doing enough for the people. You know, I'm taking from the people out here selling this dope, fucking my community up. Maybe I'm not doing enough to help. So I'm in the mall with my man, me and my man in the mall, and we shopping and whatnot. And my boy Keith, he is the manager of the Foot Locker in Sharpstown upstairs. When, remember when Foot Locker had it upstairs. <laughs> and I come through, I say, yo, Keith. Hey, man, lower the gate, and it's Saturday. And it's packed. It's all kind of people in there buying shoes. I said, yo, lower the gate. He's like, man, I ain't lower no goddamn gate. I said, man, lower the motherfucking gate. So he, man, you always on some bullshit. <laughs> he, he, he lowering the gate. People trying to get under the gate. He lowered it. It's like 25, 30 people in there. And I say, yo, y'all don't know me, but I want y'all to get as much of this shit in here as you want. I'm paying for it. It's on me. Whatever you want to get. See, nowadays, celebrities be talking about they shut down the mall and it's, a, it's them going to buy shit and you watching them buy shit. At 18 years old, I was cracking. My shutting down the mall was giving it to the people. I'm finna spend a bunch of bread in here. And Keith know it because he got eight pairs of shoes. He coming by me to my shoes. You said everybody that's in here. And I'm in here. Cause there's like a lot of people in there. It was about 20-some people. He was buying the clerks at the Foot Locker, like 
bags of whatever they needed or shoes. You want something? You want this? You want that? So it was just like a wild time. And um, uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> this, this lady, this young girl, Jordan, it just came out with them baby Jordan sets. And she walked up to me. I'm only 18. That lady said, sir. I said, who you talking to? She said, can I, can I um, buy this for my baby? I said, ma'am, you can buy all of this shit. I'm paying for it. I'm not tripping on it. I spend an undisclosed <laughs> amount of money somewhere like, you know, something like $30,000, $40,000 in there because I got it because I'm, I'm good, good. Like, I'm, I am at, at 18, man, I'm, my bread is up. Like, I'm, and I'm, I'm cashing, and I'm wrong, but I'm cashing out. I got $84,000 at my girlfriend's house just in ones and fives in a trash bag that I ain't even fucking thinking about. I'm riding around with at least $60,000 every goddamn day. In the, in the back of that Monte Carlo, I was at this, this spot, this club one time on the, on the north side, and they broke in all the cars. They broke in all the cars. Broke in mine, too. And I went right in the car and popped that trunk. Went right in the club and popped that trunk. And right in my trunk was $30,000 that people missed. Because I had... And I know, I know how I got it. I know it was wrong and shit, but I was out. And I, and I remember when I wanted to buy a car. I wanted to buy my own shit. I don't want to charge shit no more. I want to buy my own shit. And I don't have no cosign. All I'm thinking about is you got to have a cosign. I can't tell my mama. I can't tell my daddy. So I went to the, I went on Ranchester with my, my little hood when I was still a dope in. Went to the trap. I got this, um, this dope fiend named Al. I say, Al, I need you to run to the dealership with me, man. I need you to tell the people you my daddy. I was like, shit, I'll do it, what's up? <laughs> we get to the dealership, and Al, man, doing way too much. That man, all that man did was put his papers together. He ain't even say nothing to him. He just said, so we buying the car today. He said, I'm his daddy. <laughs> Come here, outside, let me talk to you. The man ain't ask you nothing, man. Be quiet, man. Calm down. Now, come on. Sir, um, my, my daddy just excited, you know, <laughs> buying his son his first car. He's just excited, you know. Go, go ahead with the process. The man talked a little bit. He said, well, let's start this process. All the man said was, I need your ID and your ID. That's all that man said. I gave that man my ID. And Al leaned towards that man and said, Al Smith. <laughs> I was like, man, what the fuck was that? He said, man, what? That man had me for my ID. I said, yeah, yeah, you for your fucking ID. You talk about it. Al Smith is sucking your goddamn face. 
man, what ain't working? Don't nobody work, man. He said, shit, oh, at the liquor store, I go by there. You know, at the VA, the little shelter, when I go slide through there. Man, man, stay right here. Man, listen. What is going to take for me to get this car without him? <laughs> he said, man, if you're getting a loan, you're going to need a co-signer. I said, getting a loan? I'm not getting a loan. He said, you want to pay for it in cash? I said, yes. <laughs> Tell me how much it is, and I got you. Well, if you're going to pay for it in cash, you don't need him. Hey, that man told me what it was. I said, I'll be back. Be back. Charles came and picked me up. Took me to the spot. I came back with that man's money in a sour cream and onion potato chip bag. <laughs> the, the big one. The big one. Because ain't nobody gonna rob you for no bag of chips. <laughs> I came and dumped that man money out. That man got that car ready. Washed it up. Brought me that tire and everything. Gave me them keys. I jumped in my whip. BMW 533i. Champagne. No tin on the window. Need you to see me. <laughs> Need you to see me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm getting ready to pull off. I hear on my window. I don't roll the window. I, I get out. I say, what you want? It's out. What you want? He said, man, I need a ride back to the hood. I said, man, your dirty ass ain't getting my goddamn car. He goes, that's how you going to do your daddy. me and Adrian out. We're at the gas station. She wanted some cigarettes. And I'm getting out to go in and buy the cigarette. I look inside the gas station. Go back to the car. Say, yo, Adrian. That's them dudes. Duct tape me. <laughs> Call Charles. Say, yo, I found him. He said, word? Say, yeah, we're going to follow him and see where they at. Follow him. Hit Charles. Say, cool, I'm on the way. I went and got some supplies. Charles get there, he say, yo, now you know they're not gonna open this door for no dude. Agent like, I knock on the door. I was like, yeah, gangster bitch. 
Adrian, when it knocked on that door, me and Charles crouched down the side. Adrian knocked on that door, and dude come down. Mommy, mommy, what's good? What's good? Well, mommy, what's good? Like, Yo, my my car, my car. And all I need to just use the phone. Somebody have somebody help me. And he said, oh, cool, I'll help you, I'll help you. I'll open the door, I'll open the door. And as soon as he opened that door, Charles double barrel, straight to his face. And then soon he come in, everybody down. I came in right over his shoulder. You get your ass down. <laughs> or I kill everybody. <laughs> Charles is in there getting that work and that money. And he mad as hell at me because I won't help him carry none of that shit out. <laughs> I ain't helping him do none of that shit. I'm busy. I'm duct taping the shit out. I said, y'all, help me find their car keys. <laughs> they going in the trunk. <laughs> Charles mad at me, man. He came back in there. I got everybody duct tape out. It's going to be a lot of goddamn cheek meat missing around this motherfucker. Huh? I'm 18. I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. But the best part of my whole entire life ain't the bread and ain't none of that. It's the fact my responsibility that I have. At 3 o'clock, I don't give a damn what I'm doing at 3 o'clock. I'm going to stop because I got to go. Because at 3.15, I got somebody to pick up. I wouldn't give a damn I was in a shootout. If I look at my watch, it's 3 o'clock, I'll see y'all later. Pop, 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 pop. Got to go. Because I had to pick up my 8-year-old sister. This is my baby. Love of my life. My mama has given me this responsibility to pick this girl up, and I'm going to be there because I love her. And I, man, this is my heart. This is so important to me that I, I parked my car and I walked to the school to get her so we can walk home. October, it's October, and she's, she has an all little black, all little black outfit, and she got her face painted up like a cat because it's, you know, it's Halloween. And we walking, her name is Ashley and Ashley Ray Mitchell. And we walking, and this semi comes by, and it has, the bed of it has Ashley's furniture on it. And she never lets my hand go. She snatches her hand out of my hand, and she running, somehow, come on, that man got my truck. <laughs> That man ends up at the light. 
We running and laughing. She get there. He said, get out of my truck. And that man honking the horn for her. And this is time. I'm like, we laughed all the way. And she, soon as we, he walked out, she was talking about, yeah, you see my name everywhere. You know, this she, it's my baby. November, she gets sick, right? And so I wasn't picking up. I'm, I'm in the streets wilding a little bit, and she gets sick. And she get real sick. And my mom calls me. She say, hey, um, I need you to watch, baby girl. I go get um, her prescription. And I come over, and she little. I say, yo, shorty, what you doing? And she on the couch. She on the couch. I'm like, yo, what you doing, man? I'm small, but, man, you got you to gotta get better, kid. You know, we got to, got to do, we got to get our walks in, man. I ain't been able to walk with you. And um, I'm trying to feed her some oatmeal. But she's so, she's so weak, so weak. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little beside myself. I'm like, damn, man, shorty, this shit, this shit crazy. And she never, she never see any type of cracks in my in my armor. And I'm like, yo, man, um, you gotta eat something. And she's so weak, but she's so strong that she just wrapped her arms around my 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 neck and said, hey, I'm gonna be all right. I called my mom like, yo, you got to come back because she don't, she don't look right. My mom rushed. My mom rushed to the house. My stepdad right behind them. They get her to the hospital. Hours go by. Hours go by. And they, they call the house. And I'm like, yo, what's up? What's, what's good? We showed it. What's good? And I hear my mom in the background say, hey, don't tell him until we get there. And I'm, I'm sitting on my bed. And my, my door is open. And I hit my bedroom door and I just it just came off the hinges. I'm like, oh my. It's, it's no way they finna tell me that my, my baby sister gone. It's no it's no fucking way. It's no fucking way. It's, it's no way. And when, when my mom, my mom pulls up, I come outside and she just collapsed in the parking lot. Like, God, dang. It's the worst goddamn shit ever, ever. This shit is, shit is fucking bad. This shit is bad. 
Our, our fucking family is destroyed. Mom, I can hear my mom at night in her room, in, her, in my little sister's room, just sobbing. It's fucking nothing. It's nothing I can do. It's and I am so fucking dead inside after this shit. I am a fucking monster in the street. You can't say a fucking word to me because I would fucking blow your brains out. What's up? Saying what's up to me is a fucking death sentence. What's up, Ali? What the fuck you mean, what's up? What's up with what? What's up with what? The only thing in this world that matters to me is gone. Are you fucking talking about what's up? The only thing that's even bringing me any type of fucking laughter is when I'm going to the cookhouse and this old man who cooked dope for his name, Pops, would be in there with Speedos on, cooking dope. <laughs> I walk in, that motherfucker cooking dope with Speedos. <laughs> What's up, youngster? What's up? I say, Pop, why you here with Speedos on? Talking about, don't work, no, hey, hey, hey. Don't worry about what the chef got on. You like the product? Um, there's three of us. I'm the oldest. During that time in my life, I was active duty military. And um, I was distant from the family. So I got the call that she was sick. And shortly after that call, I got the call that she was gone. And I suddenly felt a lot of regret and sadness. Um, there were things that I hadn't said, things that I hadn't done with her. Um, so it's a very painful time. So I'm back out in these streets being Savage. Turn 19. And before I turned 19, I was I was um a little conscious about how I was moving. And I'm thinking I lost a lot couple times that I could have got out of this shit. Nineteen. October 21st. I was arrested. This is four days after my birthday. My birthday is October 17th. On the 21st, I come to the spot, Charles like, yo, we got a drop. 
I said, this is my last one, bro. I'm done with this shit. I got enough bread that I can do whatever I want to do, and I'm, I'm good. Man, do this last run with me. I say solid. But I'm done after this. Because he's running with a team of people that I'm not, I'm not cool with. Because they got, they got a lot of dollar signs in their eyes. And when you just chasing money, you start making a lot of mistakes. And I'm not, I'm not really for no mistakes. I'm the only person that's really even making sense in this whole thing. Because I, I, don't, I don't feel good about it. But I'm the youngest one, so everybody over, overlooking me. But the shit feels bad. So we get to the spot. It is 12 o'clock. This is on the federal tapes. You can, look, they, you can pull this shit up. <laughs> Ali says, hey. They had, they had the shit wired all around. I said, hey, it's 12 o'clock. Why ain't nobody checking out of this motel? Oh, man, what the hell that mean? I said, people have to get out of the motel <laughs> at 12. There's nobody moving. There's no movement. Man, something's wrong. Oh, you just tripping. Okay. All right. So in the crew, I'm always the first person in the room because I count the bread. I'm the person to count the money. And when I walk in... I knew something was wrong as soon as I walked in because I looked at the money. I said, is this the money? He said, yeah, that's the money. I said, uh. <laughs> what's all these numbers on the money? Oh, man, them, them bank numbers. They, they come from the, the Franklin Bank. <laughs> the Franklin Bank? 1301 Franklin is the county jail. <laughs> and then the main problem is the money is not dope money. This is this is police money. <laughs> it's hundreds and 50s. Dope money don't come like that. I sold those out 14 years old. Dope money come in ones and fives and tore up tens. Tens you gotta take back together. 20s dusty and bald money. Money, dope money dirty as hell. Dope money is the, is, is the pandemic. This shit dope. And, and so when I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm the only one that's not moved by this bread. I do the sign. I do the sign. Very inconspicuous. I do the sign. I knock on the table three times. That means we out. That's the police. We get outside. Mo, he told me, man, what's up? You ain't finished counting the money. I said, this is the police. <laughs> Hey man, why you say the police? I say, Mo, trust me, this the police. Listen, tell Charles, do not come to this parking lot 
with that dope. Because he do, we going to jail. Tell him. Now, Mojo was going to tell Charles what I said. My, it's, a, it's, a, it's a relay. If I say it's good, then it's good. If I say it's bad, it's no go. Charles, we've been like that we, since I was 14. This new motherfucker is breaking the rules. I said, I'm going to back this Asher van up, and we're going to be able to get out of here. Yeah, we in, we in the Asher van. Street people know you don't move around. When you're moving around, you move with inconspicuous as you can. <laughs> We're in an Astro van, Burgundy. <laughs> I got the van backed in to this fence. On the side of this fence is a field. I got, got it backed in, and I, I didn't put this pistol that we had in there. I put it in this little compartment, got that tucked away, and I'm waiting no more to get back. I see Charles Benz come in the parking lot, but he too far for me to holler something. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And when they get out, he popped the trunk and the dude do a unnatural dope dealer move. He popped the trunk. This boy took his hat off. I'm like, wow, look at all this dope. <laughs> that man looked at the dope and some trunk popped man looked at the dope and took his hat off. And let me tell y'all how crazy this shit was. Remember I told you wasn't nothing moving? Just imagine you blinking your eyes right now, and it's 30 people on this stage. That's how many federal agents popped out. They, them motherfuckers was falling out of everything. <laughs> they was coming out of cars, they was sliding from up on the shit, they got damn clean the lady. I knew she was a dirty motherfucker. She was like, freeze everybody down. I'm like, look at this dirty bitch. I knew something was wrong. <laughs> and when they came, I'm on some other shit. <laughs> I ran straight from the driver's seat through the Astro van and jumped out the back door over this gate. I jumped over this gate. And I thought they didn't see me. I thought they didn't see me. And, and, I'm, and I'm running. I'm running and I'm gone because I'm thinking, they ain't, they ain't see me. They ain't see me at all. I'm gone on there. And no, they saw me. They damn sure saw me. <laughs> and I'm running... And, and I, I see him back there, and then I catch this one here right in front of me, and I bury Sanders the shit out of there. I see him, I'm like, oh. I'm gone, his ass, his ass gone. And he mad at him, because he failed that gun, he rolled that gun, hit him all in the face and shit. I took off on his ass. And I'm gone, I'm gone. And they trying to catch me from an angle, and I'm doing slick shit. I'm running, and I'm, and I'm jumping between them. I'm doing, some, I'm doing some cool shit, but man, and I got some movie shit on my head, because see, what we at, I can get to Braze by you. And that's what I'm trying to do, is to get to Braze by you, because I'm thinking, if I dive in Braze by you, I can float to freedom. 
They're not gonna chase me in the bayou. Ain't no way them white folks gonna get their boots dirty and get in the goddamn bayou. And I'm, I'm out there working them folks for a minute. I'm out there working them folks. And I, I took my eye off the prize for one second because I see the bayou. I'm getting too happy. I see the bayou because I'm telling you, I, I already in my mind, I didn't open my arms. I'm ready to. I'm off, I'm off the ledge with this shit. I'm off the cliff. I'm, all, I'm already floating. I'm already floating by U of H. I'm all, I'm doing it. Took my eye off the prize for a split second and didn't see. I'm talking about I'm running. And my, I'm, 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 I'm mid hands open <laughs> and did not see this one agent. And that motherfucker hit me in the side of my head with his rifle. Boom. And I was rolling on that ground. I was coming apart like NASCAR. <laughs> my shoe came off and everything. And as I was rolling, this is how fast they are. As I was rolling, before I finished rolling, them motherfuckers had handcuffed me and everything. And I stopped rolling, man was sitting over me like this. Time! How many, how many? Them folks packaged me up. And they bringing me back through them woods. And they ain't missing shit. <laughs> I'm eating grass the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> they get me back where I started by that by that action man, and them motherfuckers slid me over the top. <laughs> I'm on the ground, handcuffed and hog tied, and they didn't punch me a couple of times. Man, man, it came and on the ground. And this here, you gonna tell me who was in that car? Cause Charles got them folks on a high speed chase. <laughs> them folks on a high speed chase. They don't know who in the car. That man that punched me, bop, tell me who in that car. I don't know nothing. Because Charles got these people on a high-speed chase. And I can hear it on their walkie-talkies. They got helicopters and everything. And I'm rooting for Charles <laughs> to get away. Because if he get away, it's a good chance. I'm going to get out this shit. <laughs> they ain't got no drugs. They just got me talking shit about their money. <laughs> and then I hear it. Suspect captured. <laughs> and the first thing went through my mind, shit. It was a flash. Lost my girl. Lost my job. Lost my sister. And just lost my freedom.
I get sentenced to 15 years. And the first thing comes to my mind is, damn. My mom lost all her kids in the same year. My sister is in the military. My baby sister just passed and I just got sentenced to 15 years. My mom is in the world without any of her children. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Never got a chance to discuss it with him. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today.